Frequency Cast. Startup in progress. Hi, and welcome to Frequency Cast number 66, the UK's digital TV and technology show, the show that's driven by feedback from you. My name's Carl, and with me today is our tech guru, Pete. Hi there. Today we look at home automation as we report from this year's London Home Technology event. Now, here's a look at what we'll be talking about in today's tantalizing take on technology. All change for Sky customers from September. We found the world's smallest Wi-Fi camera. A look at some underwater audio and video kit. Could a rival to Sky and Freesat be about to launch? Plus, what do you do when you get baby oil on your plasma telly? First off, here's Pete with the latest TV and tech news. Frequency cast, now loading, news. News time kicking off with Nintendo news. It seems the Nintendo 3DS, as we reviewed back in show 62, isn't selling. To combat this, we can expect a significant price drop of the 3D console in August, possibly up to one third off. If you've already got a 3DS, the good news is that Nintendo will give early adopters a bunch of free titles as compensation, as long as you visit the eStore by the 12th of August. Instructions on our show notes. Next, Sport on Freeview. A quick reminder that if you want Sky Sports and ESPN on Freeview, you should be checking out Top Up TV. ESPN is £9.99 a month with no contract. You can also get a free cam to convert your digital TV. They're also offering Sky Sports 1 and 2 without contract, and from later in August, you'll be able to get Sky Sports on TVs that have a card slot for the first time. If you're getting tired of paying Sky's prices, see the links on our show notes. And talking of Sky, from the 1st of September, the six TV viewing packages get simplified down to just two, Entertainment and Entertainment Plus. Following recent price increases, Sky has generously decided to freeze its prices for a year, presumably to stop defection to BT, Virgin and Top Up, now that Sky's prices for TV, sport, movies and HD have exceeded a whopping £60 a month. BT Vision has also made some changes to its pricing. Prices now start from just £4 a month for their catch-up on demand service, with prices going up to just £12.50 a month for the new Unlimited pack. If you're looking to save on Sky, the BT deal is well worth a look, and there's links to our review up on our site. In catch-up TV news, the BBC iPlayer is now to be made available to certain European countries on the iPad iPlayer will stay free in the UK, of course, but will cost €7 a month in Europe. Also, we can expect ITV to start charging for some of its iPlayer content from the start of 2012, presumably to boost revenue. And finally, Apple. Love them or hate them, they're now richer than the whole US. It seems that Apple has over $76 billion in the bank, while the US Treasury only has $74 billion. Apple's debts, none. The US, 14 trillion. With the upcoming iPhone 5 just a month away, they'll soon be able to buy the whole US and get the Isle of Wight for free. Thanks, Pete. For more on these stories and others, visit frequencycast.co.uk slash news. Frequencycast, now loading. Focus. So, budgie smugglers on and focus time. 
think I might have to think about that one. Right, what are we doing today? Well, we're going to look at some great products, and uh, one of those products I needed my smugglers on. But before we go on to that, let's talk about what we were doing at the Home Technology event in London at the XL Centre. Uh, what's that, the 28th to the 30th of June, I believe? Now, what sort of stuff did we uh, see while we were there, Carl? Well, the whole exhibition was concentrating on home automation, uh, LED lighting, and home energy monitoring, and saving energy, of course. it's The, the future is energy saving. True enough. One of the stands we saw was from a company called Savant Systems. Do you remember them? Oh yeah, they had a large stand with uh, a layout of like three rooms. There was a living room, it wasn't a kitchen area and a hallway or something? Something like that. And their big selling point was they can automate your entire home. We spoke to Jim Carroll, who is the president of Savant Systems, and he told us how you could control an entire house from your sofa. That's correct. It uh, really ranges from you know, very small systems to very high-end, very complicated type of solutions. So we've got the old cliched environment of uh, me coming home from a hard day's work, picking up a remote control, hitting a button, the lights dim, the TV comes on, the kettle goes on, that kind of thing. Is that the kind of stuff we're talking or are we a bit more advanced than that these days? Well, maybe even a little bit better. Uh, It could be uh, with your iPhone, where you're a couple of miles away from home, you hit the home button, the garage doors open, the music comes on. We haven't figured out how to open a bottle of wine yet, but maybe we could work on that. Can you get me a cup of tea made for when I get home? Well, there are appliances now that are IP-enabled, and uh, uh, we're seeing more and more need for that that type of thing. Definitely HVAC, shades, uh, hatches, things like that, doorways. Uh, Basically, if it moves, if it's electronic and it's in your home, we can figure out a way to control it. You know, being Apple-based, running on OS X and general-purpose computer, we can also do other cool things, like uh, in my own home, my children come home from school early, and they put their passcode in. The system sends me an email and tells me my daughter's home. Or when I come home myself on a Friday afternoon, using floor sensors, if I hit the button that I'm home alone, a certain genre of music comes on and plays loud. So you got the Star Wars fanfare coming <laughs> on when you walk through the door. Little Bruce Springsteen. Superb. What did really impress me as well, we are actually sitting on a settee looking at a TV screen. If I've got this right, you can use an iPhone to overlay your system on top of a, a movie that you're watching. Is, have I got that right? That's right. Actually, any Apple uh, UI device that we're using, an iPod Touch, an iPad, or your iPhone, What we do is we have a blending technology with a high-quality broadcast-quality video processor, and we bring the image in, and we allow you to do anything that you would do with a traditional touch panel. Adjust the heat, look at the driveway. We've done implementations where someone has a driveway sensor, someone drives up the driveway, we pop an IP camera over the image you're watching. We could do an implementation where if you push the doorbell, we'll pop a video view on the TV of who's at the front door, we'll silence the music, and then play a a synthesized tone across the system throughout the whole house. That sounds like a doorbell. Oh, superb. How cool is that? So if I were to be looking to um, savant up my entire house, is this something I would install myself or is this something that you would install or is it sort of a modular kit that you buy? How would I go about automating a home? We go to market through an authorized channel of uh, electronic system contractors. If you're interested in a savant system, simply go to www.savantav.com and there's a section there on the webpage where you say find a dealer and we'll, we'll locate a dealer to fit your needs. Obviously there's a whole bunch of companies out there doing similar things. What would you say you offer over and above some of the other automation solutions out there? The most obvious thing is we're truly the only Apple-based control and automation system. When I say Apple-based, it means natively. Million dollar question here, how much is it going to cost to kit out my home? I know that depends on how many rooms you've got and, and exactly what kind of stuff you've got, but what would you say would be sort of an entry level price for starting off with home automation with your solution? We have kit that uh, is a few hundred dollars for a small controller. Do you own an iPhone? You're all set, you're ready to rock and roll. 
Well, thanks, Jim, and that's quite a low starting price. And if you want to find out more about Savant, there's a link to their website via our website. That is at www.frequencycast.co.uk. Other stuff we bumped into while we were there, we saw a lovely 3D TV. It was the Panasonic TH152UX1. And let me just add, the 152 stands for how many inches it is. A pretty serious telly, so 152 inches of 3D TV, and that was being shown for the first time in the UK. Very impressive 3D as well. Yeah, I wouldn't fancy cleaning that one though, would you? No, but we think we found the product that uh, we could use to clean it should we wish. Well, only if you spill baby oil on it. We spoke to Bill Doherty from a company called Screen Clean Limited, and he told us all about their rather wonderful product. The product is a smear-free, grease-free product, and when you clean with it, you're left with an absolutely smear-free unit with no residual smears anywhere. Also, the product is antibacterial as well as being anti-static. So it's absolutely great for cleaning your laptops, televisions, including plasma screens. You can also clean the uh, framework of your TV to keep the static off. And if your TV stands on a glass top table, for example, clean the glass top table, A, that becomes anti-static, and B, that's smear-free too. Fantastic. So, you're, you're bigging it up, and I'd like to see some old technology made to look brand new. Can you take me over to one of your glamorous assistants to show us it working? Well, he's not very glamorous. He's only my son. <laughs> All right, then. <laughs> what I've got here today is a solution of water and vapor oil. So what I'm going to do is put this onto the screen. As you can see, that leaves a lovely, greasy smeary screen now we get our cloth we get the touch screen clean one squirt onto the cloth that one squirt will do a 32 inch tv quite comfortably i'm just going to turn the cloth over just give it a final buff up and in the time that i've told you them few bits and pieces there you go that's totally grease free smear free and now totally anti-static unit well that was actually really impressive i mean look look how clean that is it's incredible now uh tell me what do i get in a pack but basically we do two packs we do a large pack which is like 50 mil and bearing in mind it's only one squirt cleaning a 42 inch tv and at the same time you get the cloth with it which is 32 by 32 so it's a good size cloth the cloth is microfiber which is machine washable the only thing you mustn't do with it is put fabric conditioner with it just give it a rinse and it'll be fine you've hundreds of times the smaller product which is uh, 15 mil with a smaller cloth which is much more ideal for carrying around in your laptop case or your ipad case and how much will i have to pay for one of these great packets the xl pack will retail at 8.99 and also the small one there's a 5.99 which is again uh, very very low priced and where else can i get these from at the moment you can come onto our website which is www.screen-clean.com clean with a k there's another product out there with a similar name, so go to our website to find out the correct link. Now, obviously, home automation was a big feature of this show, and we found a company that offer a cheaper entry way into the world of home automation through these rather clever light switches and mains plugs that can all be controlled from your iPhone. Oh, yes, that's right. The one with the infrared light bulb, not a light switch. The light bulb's infrared. This is a British company, and we spoke to Chief Exec John Shermer to find out more about the Lightwave RF range. Uh, well, we've got a whole range of what we call retrofittable devices. The idea is to, you know, steal an idea from Lego so that you can buy these a bit at a time, let's say a double socket, fit it in your house and it works like a regular double socket, but it also has a radio receiver in. So once it's installed, I can control it from my sofa with a handset 
and if I get ambitious and start adding light switches and other sockets, I can then add a, a Wi-Fi device that simply plugs into a router, control it from my iPhone, uh, an iPod Touch, an iPad, or indeed any smartphone. Agree. So you can actually do this outside from the house. You yeah. don't even have to be in the room. Yeah, absolutely. It works in, in, in two modes. We, one we call a local mode. So I can literally sit in front of my TV with my iPhone and create a complete home cinema style mood, ready to watch a movie. Or I can be in the pub and realise I'm going to stay a bit later for that extra pint and think maybe I ought to put the lights on uh, and switch my house lights from, from the bar. No problem at all. Fantastic. So that's your light switches. You've also got main sockets, which do the same, I'm assuming. That's absolutely right. Yeah, you can retrofit, take a standard light switch, remove it, fit one of our light switches, which is actually a dimmer. Uh, it works like a regular dimmer, so Mrs. Jones won't be upset because you can actually press the button, the light comes on, press the button, the light goes off, and there's two very pretty LEDs in the middle to show you it working. And then there's a matching uh, main socket. So again, the same thing. You can plug a socket in, plug a device in, switch it on and off manually, or switch it on and off remotely. And a nice little twist with the sockets, it comes with a locking remote. So if you've got a troublesome teenager who will not turn that PS3 off, you can, in fact, lock the power supply off. That's fantastic. These light switches and, and the main switches, do I need to be a qualified electrician to install them? No, it falls under the regulations that says it's DIYable. They're all low cost as well. I mean, a double socket's typically around £35 retail. The uh, single dimmer's around £25 retail. And you'll find when you take off your light switch, you've got exactly the same wires. You just put back into the new one, stick it back on the wall, and away you go. And if you are worried about that, get a local Sparky to do it for you, and if he's charging more than 25 quid, he's having you on. I've also understand that you do a special light bulb, a magic one at that, oh. and that is for your idiots, isn't it? Yes, okay, I wouldn't like to call them idiots, but yeah, the light bulb's very nice. It's actually a low-energy light bulb, it's a CFL, uh, and they've got a bad reputation for giving poor quality light and what have you. And because we design and manufacture all of these products, when it came to the CFL, we weren't satisfied with what's out there. So we actually, from scratch, designed our own. And this one, when you plug it in and you literally take your old bulb out, put the new bulb in, you'll be able to switch it on and get 95% brightness straight away. None of this soft, slow build-up to full brightness. It'll come on at full brightness. The uh, remote control technology is also built into the bulb. So from that point on, you can remotely control it from a handset, from a wall-mounted handset device, or from your iPhone or your iPod Touch. These devices, you say you can access them externally on your iPhone app. Does that mean that they have uh, some kind of, I don't know, MAC address or router built in, or is there some other sort of peripheral you need to get access outside of your house? Well, the device that we sell retails uh, around £99. It simply plugs into your router, and... It has a MAC address that is recognized by our server, and the very first time you use it, it asks you to press a button on your iPhone and press a button on it so that they are securely paired and no one else can use the system. And I'm assuming from the iPhone app as well, can you do things like set up macros, so a sequence, when you walk in it turns on the lights or turns on a light socket, that kind of thing? That's exactly what you can do on the iPhone app, yeah. We've got up to 10 sequences with 10 steps in between. You can create almost a James Bond scenario. You know, there's one we do for fun, which is like a wake-up routine. Switches on your bedside lamp first thing in the morning at 10%. Nothing too shocking, all right? A minute or two later, it'll go up to 20%, okay? It's trying to give you a gentle nudge now. Then it'll turn the radio on, okay? When it's at that stage, it brings the lighting up full, but by now it's turned on your shower and your lights in the bathroom. Really saying, you know, it really is time you got up. By the time you've walked into the shower, 
downstairs the kitchen lights are now on and your coffee machine has started. And that's all possible from the free app and the standard products. Now we've been walking around the home technology event today and there's a whole bunch of people doing very, very expensive home automation systems. Some of them are in the sort of several thousands of pound mark. I'm assuming though because you're just looking at existing main sockets and light switches, you're slightly lower cost than that. Can you just give me a breakdown of how much it would cost to say do a, a couple of lights and a couple of main sockets for a room? Well, a couple of lights and a couple of main sockets, you're probably looking, well, you haven't spent 100 quid yet, but let's throw in the iPhone control, which is a bit everybody likes. Say £200 and you're away. Give you an idea, I got a four-bedroom house. I did the entire house at retail price under £800. So where can you actually get these? Who's retailing them at the moment? Uh, currently, they're on our website. Uh, we will be retailing in Apple Premium Resellers and also in Maplins very soon. Excellent. And what's your website? Uh, lightwaverf.com Before I leave you, um, I can't help but notice how the sexy logo on your shirt is rather green and spectacular. Can you uh, talk me through this? That logo is now on all our products and on the website and as you say on, on the t-shirts and shortly to be on a baseball cap near you, hopefully. So what you're saying is as people look out for the Bluetooth logo, they should look out for this one for their uh, home automation. Yeah, very much so. Lightwave RF is a radio protocol we developed, which is a bit like Zigbee, a bit like Z-Wave, but it's our own. But we are signing up some interesting partners. Watch this space, because I think a small company called Siemens might be using the logo very shortly. Oh, I vaguely think I'm, I may have heard of them. And is that a Frequency Cast exclusive? It is, actually, yes. OK, so look out for that lovely green logo with its wiggly squiggly line in the middle. Something else Lightwave RF were doing was they had a little plug-on adapter that you can uh, add to your radiator and use their system to control the uh, temperature of your radiator. But we did find one company that just deal with radiator remote controls, which is quite impressive. Oh yeah, that was a great product, headed by Anita and Barry, who we spoke to. Now, what I'm looking at here, it looks a little bit, at first glance, like one of these sort of plug-in air freshener thingies. I'm, I'm clearly wrong with that, aren't I? So just, just explain what I'm looking at here, please. Okay, people, well, this is an ETRV. People generally on the end of their radiators have thermostatic radiator valves, which is shortened to TRVs for thermostatic radiator valves. This is an ETRV, which is an electronic thermostatic radiator valve. And this has been British designed and British manufactured, and we have a patent in the UK that enables you to undo your existing TRV from a radiator, that's a DIY job, and to fit an ETRV directly in place. And it comes with a little infrared remote control, is that right? That's right, it's just like your TV remote control, it's point and shoot. So can we just, uh, with the demonstration unit we have here, just take a look at this and show me how, for instance, I'd program one of these. Basically, you've got three preset programs, one, two or three, with different timetables on. You choose the one you like. If you don't like any of those, you can set up your own one. And it's basically just a question of pressing set button, program one, if you're choosing program one, and set again, and that's it. So what can I actually set with this? Can I set the, the temperature at a particular time of day or, or that sort of thing? Yeah, you can do exactly that. You have choice of three different on-offs per day. So you can have in the morning when you get up in your bedroom, you want it nice and warm. During the day, you're at work, so you can have it on a low setting. And then in the evening when you go to bed, you might want it slightly warmer than during the day, but not as hot as at night. So what I have at my house at the moment is we have our thermostat set to about, I don't know, 22, something along those lines. We have one room that's freezing and my little cubby hole upstairs is baking. That will solve my problem, is this right? Completely and utterly. You're going to get digital control, very close control. You can have a different time in your little cubby hole and temperature to the one in your downstairs. And you can choose which temperature you want it to be at. It's going to be spot on. Wow, OK, I'm very impressed. Barry, I'll turn back to you. Have you got any figures that uh, demonstrate 
how much this can save. When we launched the product, we said there was realistic potential for 25% energy savings. We tried to establish a portfolio of houses that we could test this on, and we found a gentleman called Chris Gare, who's been monitoring his gas consumption for the last three years and outside temperatures on a daily basis. We asked Chris if he'd like to fit ETRVs into his house, and he agreed to, but he said he was sceptical about achieving any energy savings. Since then, he's published his data, and he's made a 23% energy saving on his gas use through exchanging his existing TRVs to electronic TRVs. Google Chris Gare. Um, I think it's www.gare.co.uk, that's G-A-R-E.co.uk, and you can link to his home heating experiments and see what he's done, where he's been monitoring his gas meter, and he's absolutely delighted with what ETRV has done for him. We've also had some commercial success where ETRVs have been applied in halls of residence in student accommodation in universities, and our customers tell us that they're achieving a payback in less than nine months. Superb, and talking about the payback element of it, how much is it going to cost me to equip my house with these? Well, that will depend on how many radiators you have and where you see the benefit of applying them. You can buy as many or as few as you require. Most of our customers are buying one or two for areas that they see the advantages and then expanding the system into other areas as they see fit. So this isn't unlike other systems, a £500 entry level. You've got a £50 or under £50 entry level for the first valve and then you can expand the system as you see fit. So we're talking £50 per unit? Yes, and for that at the moment, we currently have a, a promotion running for giving you a free handset and free UK delivery. Very nice. So if I want to equip my house before the winter, where do I go to find out more? If you go to www.etrv.co.uk. Yes, great product, the ETRV uh, from Chalmore. And we're hoping that sometime soon we'll be able to uh, give you a proper review on that when we try one of the products out. Also, I just want to mention the website that Barry was talking about there. Chris Gare, he's got a wonderful site. And, of course, he's an amateur radio person. And on his website, Carl, he's got this. Look at that picture. What kind of aerial is that? Good grief, it looks like a TIE fighter from Star Wars. It's mahoosive. Do you actually know what that aerial is for? Earth, moon, earth. That sends a signal to the moon, reflects it back to the earth, and other amateurs can hear him bounced off the moon. How cool is that? Or you could always email someone on the internet. Hello, I'm John from Channel 5's Gadget Show and you're listening to Frequency Cast. So you were on holiday last month, if I recall, and you took a rather nice product, the Aquabeat 2, which is waterproof. How did you get on with it? Well, at first I found it quite painful on the ears, but I sorted that out by removing the back plastic part. The whole phenomenal idea of actually being underwater and being able to hear music was unbelievable. But this little gizmo has so many other features. Uh, not only does it have FM radio, which was no big surprise, but it had a, a pedometer. I think you'll find that's actually pronounced pedometer, Carl. Please be careful. I thought that's what I said. Anyway, uh, it's got one of those. Nice product, would you say? What was quite bizarre is when I put the, the earphones in out of water, it seemed quite tinny and bright and toppy, but as soon as I went under the water, my head was submerged. It seemed to kick in with the bass. And you've very kindly written a review, haven't you? So go to our show notes for today's show, and you'll see a full review written by Carl on the Speedo Aquabeat. Now, we have this on the same subject, waterproof MP3 players. This is a waterproof camcorder. Do you think it's time for a quick uh, inside broadcast? Well, it looks like your kitchen. I thought when you said we're going somewhere wet, we were going swimming, but clearly not. But technology is. Yes, in my hand, I have a Kodak mini camcorder, which I'm now about to switch on. Well, that's a dainty little noise, isn't it? This thing is about the size of a credit card, but about, what, three or four credit cards thick. About 25 quid, and it actually records fairly decent quality video. Yep, but more importantly, underwater. And to put it to the test, this is what it sounds like being thrown into a kitchen sink. Now, what we've done is we have just recorded a little piece of video, haven't we? 
we certainly have using your said camcorder. And for those listeners that have always told us they want to see what we look like in the flesh, the video is now available online on YouTube. Go and have a look and let's see how many views we can get for you seeing us recorded on our camcorder. Yes, and you wouldn't believe it took us 45 minutes to capture that video. But then, of course, when you're trying to get the best side of Pete, miracles do have to happen. Talking of cameras, if you remember in the last show, someone was asking about wireless webcams and the fact that they're huge monster beasts. We have found the world's smallest Wi-Fi camera. That is tiny. It's about the size of a drinks lid, you know, the ones like on SodaStream. Do you remember those SodaStream-sized lids? Given that effectively they've got a Wi-Fi transmitter built in and they can stream over the internet to iPhone apps and it is really really tiny the only possible downside is the battery life oh yeah only two hours on that big battery two hours and the camera is in the 75 pound mark great for attaching to your remote controlled helicopters cars and things like that when spying around the house or maybe for attaching to your big track oh thank you for reminding me yes two accessories are due out in August there is the rocket launcher for the big and small version of the big track and a can of Coke carrying attachment as well. We'll also put some links up on our show notes for all you big trackers. Oh yeah. Frequency cast. Now loading. Interaction. Time for feedback and questions now. First of all, we heard from Peter Howarth commenting on the last show. He says, just heard your show on the 4G and Freeview. You didn't mention interference from the mobile device to the Freeview box. As the boxes are all made of plastic and may not have as much in a way of screening, uh, this interference can also come from your neighbour. If, like me, you have your TV slash Freeview box against the dividing wall. He also sent us a link to a rather interesting article about a super Wi-Fi service that uses the white space between TV channels. Apparently there's some testing ongoing in Cambridge. I'll stick a link up on the show notes if you're interested in super Wi-Fi. And next, a podline call. My name is Ranjit Manku. My question is, I'm trying to put a remote extender so that I can hide the V plus box and use it externally. Can you confirm that the signals from the remote control are infrared? as opposed to anything else, and I can use a remote extender on it. Interesting question, and unfortunately the short answer to this one is no. The communications between the controller and the actual Wii unit are all done using Bluetooth as opposed to infrared. Now if you look at the top of a Wii controller, you'll see a little window that you might think is an infrared transmitter, but actually it's a receiver, and the way it works is it gets a signal in from the sensor bar that's stuck on your TV. So it's a receiver, not a transmitter. So there you go, Ranjit. Unfortunately, no, you can't extend. Oh, never mind. Uh, Next, we heard from Rogan Montgomery Smith in Kent. He says, just reading my copy of ERT magazine and notes that Real Digital are setting up a new satellite platform to rival Sky and Freesat. Pete, you've not mentioned that before. Now, this is an interesting one. We've been hearing stories for the last 18 months or so. It does actually look like it might be about to happen. After a few false starts, rumours are the first week of September we could see real digital launching. Now, it's a satellite platform effectively out there to rival Sky, and I know there's already FreeSat out there, but this is going to be a pay service with subscription cards. They've already done a deal so that they can bring you Sky Sports 1 and 2. There will be pay services and potentially the set-top boxes will also support things like the BBC iPlayer. So we could see this as early as September. No prices yet. Apparently it does support HD. 
if it actually happens, and it seems like it's going to happen, it could be a nice, interesting little uh, rival to our friends at Sky. Nice, healthy rivalry always goes down a tree. Oh, and here's a podline call from Jonathan Turner. Uh, by the way, he's running as he's doing this, so listen carefully. I'd be more than happy to take up your running challenge. I was also wondering if any of your listeners would like to combine it with a charity event. I'm always up for running for charity, so if there's anyone out there who's looking for someone to raise them some money for a half marathon or anything you like, then let free talk to know, and uh, let's see if we can raise a bit of money for charity, as well as testing some uh, fitness gadgets. And uh, Carl, good luck with the squirrels. Happy hunting. Thank you very much, Jonathan. And if you are interested in John doing some charity running for you, please get in touch. Next, we got a good tip from Andy Smith. I've just bought a Google Nexus S. I was hesitant as I thought it might be expensive to run, but I just switched to GifGath. Uh, they are a mobile phone carrier that are real cheap. Any monthly package from £10, you get free texts and data. And you can keep your old phone number. Now, GifGath actually uses the O2 mobile phone network, so you get O2 coverage and unlimited mobile data which is pretty nice you also get points for recommending a friend now andy asked us to take a look and obviously he's given us his referral information so andy you've earned a couple of extra gift gaff points from us but if our listeners out there would like to help us we're now all gift gaffed up here as well what you can do get yourself a free sim from the link up on our website and we get some points from the back of your referral go to our website look for the link for gift gaff and you'll be helping us out uh, next one's from sender Steve K. What's the best way to link up to an Apple TV 2 to a non-HDMI TV? Sorry, Steve, the answer to this one is a no. The Apple TV 2 only supports HDMI. You can get very expensive converter boxes. They're not cheap and they're not legal. So the short answer, unfortunately, is no. Oh, and in our last show, we played you a rather interesting sound effect and we asked you to tell us what it was. And Ed Hunter and Timothy Pugh both guessed correctly. It was, in fact, a coin sorter. Yeah, we also heard from Peter Peterson, who said, is it a coin star? He also suggested it might be the computer from the Barbarella spaceship. Wonderful film. If you haven't seen it, do watch Barbarella, if nothing else, just for the fact that there's some very interesting names in there. One of the characters is called Duran Duran. Oh, Barbarella, more girls on film then. No, 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 Notorious. You wild boy. Well, if you've got any questions for us, or would you like to just send us some information like you do, uh, you can leave us a voicemail by calling on 0208 433 or you can text us on 07882 043 And do feel free to do it late at night, because that will really annoy Pete, because he carries it around with him all the time. Frequency cast. Shut down in progress. Well, I'm afraid that's it for this show, show number 66. For news updates or to get in touch, please visit frequencycast.co.uk. While you're there, click the Add Us to iTunes button. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Just search for FrequencyCast. Thanks for listening to our tantalising take on technology. And if you like what you've heard, please spread the word. Frequency.